What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. Three preseason games left. Yeah. What are your first impressions or impressions, I would I should say. Uh, uh I, I've liked what I've seen, especially out of the new guys here. Um, Huberdeau's looked magnificent. I am actually astonished every time I watch him play. That uh, that play he had in the game in the Dome against the Oilers where Dylan Holloway was pressuring him from the back, and Huberdeau was in the neutral zone getting pushed back. Holloway's all up in his grill, and he just fires and turns his 180 blind pass right onto the tape. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, I think it was Kevin Rooney. That was cutting through center ice. Just one of the best passes I've ever seen. I was completely in shock by it. Um, that power play unit uh, looked great in that game with Kadri, Hubro. Uh, I think it was Anderson, Toffoli, and Lindholm. They looked like they had played together for years. It was amazing to watch that. They basically entered the zone, controlled possession, and never let up. It was crazy, man. I was so happy watching it. Um and then there is guys too that like I still think like we need a lot more from. I know Dubay scored um, in the game. Was it last night? Yeah, in Edmonton. Um, but he's been kind of quiet. Also hasn't got much playing time. But Sonny Milano is another one. I thought he was going to have a lot more of an impact here in the preseason. We really haven't seen too much out of him. And Daryl said like that top six spot is still open. Nobody's made that jump to go and claim that spot yet. So, and I mean, like, let's get into that. Like, do you think Sonny Milano is going to get earn himself a contract? I really want him to. I would like that's like to me. You look at it. You look at him as a player. You look at what he did last year. Mm-hmm. Signing him to a one-year deal seems like a no-brainer. Like, it seems like it would be low-risk, high-reward, right? Absolutely, yeah. And the problem is, is okay, they want to find a winger to play with Kadri, right? Mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet that on Monday, we see Milano up there with Monge and Kadri. Because Monge is going to start getting into game action, too, this yeah. week. Yeah. Um, you think so, hey? I would hope so. Unless, like, whatever he tweaked, I have a spare one. <laughs> it's a weird case, Milano's, because, A, he's been pretty underwhelming so far. Yeah. Um, B, he hasn't really had the line mates or the look that would give him sort of a standout position. But the argument to that is that he has, except instead of being the guy elevating the guys around him, he's the one being elevated. Cough, Connery. Mm-hmm. Connor Zary has quite literally elevated Sonny Milano every time they've been on, on a line together. Yeah. Um, objectively, on paper, it seems low risk. He has absolutely no leverage. If he did, he would have signed on the first day of free agency. Um, there's clearly something scaring teams away, and it's probably the past concussion history and the fact that, you know, they just don't know exactly what version of him will show up exactly right? yeah that's the thing he could be either unbelievably hot or super cold right he's one of those guys that needs to find consistency in his game you look at his av last year it was 1.7 in mm-hmm. right the fact that he's on a pto 
that already indicates zero leverage. Mm-hmm. So to think that he would be getting an AAV north of that, it just it's not realistic. No. He's gonna end up taking a one year deal. Probably. I mean, my baseline to start off with him would probably be like, you know, 1.4, 1.5. I mean, if Kevin yep. Root is making 1.3, I feel like that that should be that it should be a little bit higher, right? Um, At least, yeah. But like, yeah, like he's just there's no leverage there, and he hasn't shown much. But the problem is, is there's such a big question mark. But the guys that are bubble players in terms of trying to crack full time roles, or trying to impress, none of them have done so. And the one guy that I pinpoint immediately that's going, this guy has had a very quiet preseason, like quiet in a good way. Connor's, <laughs> but we all yep. know he's going to be with the Wranglers this year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want Connor Zary in a top nine role right away. Let him be the number one C in the A this season. Let him pop off because clearly the confidence that he's got heading into this camp has been very, very noticeable. Matthew Phillips has shown greatness in spurts. Out of Milano, Ruzichka, Ekin, right? Phillips, Zary and Phillips have been like the two standouts. Yeah, the most uh, noticeable for sure. And I mean, Ekin's been good. But <laughs> Except for when he, uh, he almost missed that empty net goal that he scored. Like, yeah. he almost missed the net on that, I swear to God. Like, he's been – like, he might be the only guy at this camp who's playing pretty well and then's going to end up not earning a job. Yeah. I think those comments from Daryl, like, when he was asked about that top six spot, um, I think I think they have ideas of who they like like there. And I think that's just him trying to elevate the game that's being played out there right he's trying to elevate those players to show them that hey this spot still is up for grabs if you want to come and get this spot you're gonna have to work for it right so to guys like milano and even like a guy like dube who could be sniffing for a second line spot this year if he really picks up his play right so i'm excited to see what's going to happen against seattle on monday night uh, I think we should have a pretty good lineup out there. Hopefully, we see some guys that are really battling for a spot, get some competition out there. Um, and w- I kind of want to talk about Dan Vladar a little bit. How how has he been this preseason? Dude. <laughs> Unreal, man. Just, okay, let's think about this, right? Like, he's played in, what, two and a half games, if you count the first game? Yeah, yeah. He's allowed four goals on 87 shots. That's a like 954 save percentage. Yeah, and I, I wasn't able to catch the game last night because I had the wedding, of course. But um, I heard he was unreal in Edmonton, Dude. like absolutely unreal in Edmonton. Dude, this oh, the thing is, is like he's the only guy that wanted to win that night. It was like him and Mitch McLean, bro. <laughs> There's another guy I want to talk about too because yeah. he's been buzzing, man. Dude, Mitch McLean is such a good story. He's been all around the ice. Every time I'm watching, it's like, why is Brett Sutter and Mitch McLean the best players on this team right now? Like, they're in on the four check. They're turning the puck over. Mitch McLean's always around the net. Like, like Brett, Brett Sutter's got about two more goals than Sonny Milano has right now. Like, like Brett Sutter's coming for a top six spot. Dude, and the, the best part about this is, like, both those guys – 
are on like AHL deals. It's the final week of the preseason now. They weren't part of the cuts being loaned back. No. Like, nope. Like, dude. Yeah, well, there was like 11 players cut today or yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Yesterday, yeah. And yeah, they were not <laughs> They were not cut. So, and I rightfully so. I mean, I don't think they deserve to be cut. They've been playing some of the better hockey out there for the Flames. Mitch McLean got into the head of the entire city of Edmonton in an exhibition game. Did he really fight Darnell Nurse twice? Twice. What? Darnell Nurse absolutely was like, I'm worth $9.25 million. I'm going to waste my time on a career AHLer. You know? Yeah, right? Yeah. Mitch McLean, absolute beauty. Like, certified beauty. Since certified beauty. Like, since the first game in Vancouver in that split squad when he scored that backhander, I was yeah. like, okay. I know. And it's a two-year deal, too. Like, um, Really? Wow. Yeah. You see this guy playing the way he's, like, just grinding it out, doing – Straight up meat and potatoes, dude. Uh, <laughs> like, just what a what a beauty. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's like, there's been a lot of bright spots. I mean, like, I don't know what your view is. I'm just excited for the regular season, man. I want to get this thing rolling. Facts, me too. I'm very interested to see what the line combos are going to look like this week. The right side within the top six, both of them are question marks because it, let's say. Their plan is to go Huberto Lindholm question mark, Manjapani, Kadri question mark. Right? Yeah. Assuming that you're not moving Manjapani up, right? Which we'll get into this, but I don't know if Tyler Toffoli is the best fit there, even though on paper, right? It mm-hmm. made all the sense in the world. And I even wrote an article about it saying that like this would be the best way for Tyler to succeed. You are literally right. giving him the best passer in the NHL to yeah. feed him bucks. And yeah. based from what we've seen, it's almost like he's not used to playing with someone so elite that like when Huberto dishes him a pass, he's like, wait a minute, what? Like He's completely unprepared for it. He's like, yeah. wait, you were able to get that off? And then you think about it, and it's like, this guy played with Dubé and Yarncroke in the playoffs. Like, I don't, I don't blame him. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was going to ask you about that, whether you thought – we were going to see that line kind of stick throughout the preseason, that Lindholm, Huberto, Toffoli line, or if they're going to give another guy a shot on that line. And I, if so, who, who would it be? Okay, honestly, I feel like it's going to stick. I feel like they're going to be given probably this week. You're either starting the year together or you're not. So just right. get it going. And I'm not going to take much stock into Huberto and – to Foley and Adam Ruzicka, who was in between them last night, getting walked in the game in Edmonton last night because, again, Elias Lindholm's not down the middle and he cleans up like 95% of any sort of fault, right? Yeah. So yeah. to me, I'm not using that as, you know, my measurement, but I have a feeling that they're going to keep riding to Foley there just to see what kind of return it would bring in this final week. And, then and see if they can, yeah, and see if they can build some chemistry together mm-hmm. as a line. Because I, I've liked what I've seen between Huberto and Lindholm. I feel like they kind of have a good feel for each other out there. But yeah, it's just like, and it's still so early too, right? Like, mm-hmm. you it think is. you think back to last year and the line combos and what was going on at the start of the year. It's it's all gonna get figured out with time. So if Toffoli doesn't end up working there. 
uh, the no-brainer is moving Manjapani up. Um, yeah. Because to me, it's like that's literally – if you want to try and attempt to replicate the record-breaking stuff that Gaudreau, Lindholm, and Kachuk were able to accomplish last <laughs> year in the regular season, Manjapani seems to be the guy that could make that happen. Manjapani and Kadri together, though, that seems like a duo I just don't want to see them split. You know. Absolutely. Like, what if they tried Blake Coleman up there on the first line? Um, a bit more, like, not as much offensive skill, obviously. He's not going to score 30 goals, mm-hmm. rack up a bunch of points. But he's a hard-nosed four-checker. And that's kind of what Huberto and Lindholm need, is they need a guy that's willing to get down below below the goal line, battle on the boards, and turn those pucks over, right? Because if you can turn a puck over and get it on the stick of Huberto, he's going to find somebody open in the offensive zone. Mm-hmm. So, like that's where my head kind of goes. But then again, you are lacking offensively on your first line. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like they have a very, they have a complete love affair with keeping Backlund and Coleman together. Mm-hmm. Um, like the way I see it is there are three duos in the top nine and it's sort of like filling in the missing piece for each duo to come right i just don't see them splitting up dubay backland and coleman personally i feel like that's the set third line unless they want to try coleman with Monge and kadri which i will definitely not be against no that is that would be a that that line to play against at five on five would be horrible yeah it would be a nightmare for opposing teams i don't know man like it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of question marks right now in terms of who's filling in where and selfishly i want to see matthew phillips get a little bit more of a look i mean i know that he's not making the team like it's just as much as i he's so good dude but we know he's just not and like i think it was aaron vickers he put out a really really great comparable he was saying, like, who's a guy who's of a smaller stature who was basically overcooked in the AHL, right? And then mm-hmm. became a genuinely – like, he made a name for himself at the NHL level, became becoming a decently sized piece. Jonathan Marcheseau. I, like, I want, I want Matthew Phillips to succeed. And we know he's going to succeed in the A. Like he's too uh, yeah. good for the A. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. So I wonder if he gets a look Monday night or Wednesday <laughs> in Winnipeg. If he gets a look of sorts, it's kind of like a one and done. Like, hey, don't and, say, do anything. Yeah. But, and by look, you mean like something in the top six next to Monj and Kadri. Like, yeah, next play next to the big guys. Right. Because right now, you could literally put anyone there and justify it because there's the biggest, like, I don't know for the first time I was not expecting Sonny Milano to be this underwhelming so far. Granted it is early, but he's kind of running out of time to show himself. Like right? mm-hmm. that's the thing. Yeah. yeah like when you're on a PTO, you do not have a lot of time to show yourself to an organization Like you have this week. Mm-hmm. That's it. Milano and Phillips have to be cycled through that top six uh, for at least a game. Like, they have to. No, I, I agree with you. I, I, I agree that they deserve a fair shot up there for sure. 
Like, um, if, if Milano isn't, then what was the point of bringing him in? Because for yeah, to just let him skate around on the fourth line for, like, four preseason games? Like, like four years, the Flames' third line has been literal no-man's land. Look what happened to Toffoli the second he was placed there. It's like mm-hmm. anyone that has any sort of caliber comes in, gets put there, and then just, yeah, you know, you're skating with, like, what? Uh, an assortment of like Dubé, uh, Leafs now top line right winger Cali Arncroke. Um, just like you know what I mean. Like it's just a big no, yeah, for sure. Of no man's land. We're like since 2018, you've had the cycle rotation of like guys like Bennett, Jankowski, like Dubé, Derek Ryan, like guys that just like just a random assortment of just guys that don't fit in in the top six. It's like oh here you go, you guys are a line. Michael Froese, yeah, yeah, like it's just, I don't know. I I just want this to get straightened out soon, and I, I can't wait to actually see what the lineup is going to look like on Monday because <laughs> because I mean last night's was just like both groups in a blender. Really, the only guy that I have been genuinely in love with who isn't Huberto is Mackenzie Weger. Yeah, I was just going to bring him up, too, because that game against Edmonton in the Dome, he was magnificent. (laughs) He was driving play like I haven't seen a Flames defenseman drive play like that in, what, since, like, prime Geo, maybe? Like, five years ago, Geo, maybe? Maybe. I'd say, like, semi-prime TJ Brody, if that, just in terms of the rush game. Dude, and like, the defense was there too. There was that point where an Oiler had a breakaway, and Uyghur chased him down from behind. Just calm as can be, knocks the puck off his stick into the corner, and up the ice, and they're out in the breakout again. And I'm just like, this guy literally does it all on the ice. He can do it all. He scored in that game. Like he's a stud. Like he's a literal stud. You gotta re-sign him now. You should have extended him yesterday. What's yeah. the hold up there? Also, you know what? Let's talk about that real quick. I have some quotes that we should probably be addressed right now. It was in an Eric Francis article. Well, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but Mac is the ultimate team guy. And once the season starts, he does not want to be a distraction and doesn't want to be dealing with this in the media room. So <laughs> his agent is also his uncle. So Mac, oh. who represents him, yeah, so they're blood. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, he goes, that's why our preference is that if we can get something done before the season, that's definitely where our head is at. If we can't, we're not saying we won't have any discussions, but we'd prefer to just leave it so there are no team distractions after our October 13th. I don't have to mince words. Brad and the city and his teammates and everyone and everything has been phenomenal. He sees this trade as a blessing in disguise. It is just about the numbers at this point. We have a range in mind, and I think we've addressed that very clearly. So I certainly think to a certain extent the ball is in their court. Bradley, my guy, get it done. Get it done. And, and then, yeah, like a quote like that will scare Flames fans, though, too, right? Like, oh, dude, John, with, with the Johnny Gaudreau situation, right? Like, he didn't yeah. want to talk contract during the season. That's that's immediately where my head went. Um, even even though it shouldn't, it's just a habit. It's nothing I can do about it. Um, exactly. It's too much trauma. 
Um, but yeah, get that done. Like solidify your core right now. Get it. Just get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Your your bit your big pretty much five: Markstrom, Uyghur, Huberto, Kadri, Lindholm. Make those guys priority. You've already you've already gotten like more than half, like yeah, two thirds of them. Finish it off. And then when they asked Uyghur about it, he said, "I want a long term deal here." Being here, the guys have been great, and the city is very warm and welcoming. Then he referenced Kadri. He said, Kadri was a big free agent signing. He chose to come here before he even knew the city. My best buddy, Hubie, I'd love to spend another five, six, seven, eight years here with him. I believe he's the kind of guy who can take you deep. Same with Nas. I think all the pieces are here to be a successful team for years to come. It just comes down to Brad and the organization and our side coming down to terms on a deal that's good for both sides. His agent added, the desire is long-term and to settle in there. He's a Canadian kid who wants to play in a Canadian market. And then Uyghur comes in and says, I take all the years I can for sure. Apparently his girlfriend is also a little bit country. So... Because she wears cowboy boots, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Get it done. Like, yeah. Yeah, get it done. Yeah, Hubi, Nas, and Weegs are at the Stamps game right now. Yeah, my mom sent me lots of pictures already. She's there and <laughs> had to take videos and send them to me. So Yeah, who do you think is having more fun? Are they having more fun at the Stamps game or Chucky at the Marlins game? Uh, it looked like Kadri and Huberto and Weegar were having a hell of a lot more fun at a CFL football game than Matthew Kachuk and an MLB game. Then uh, let me just quickly check the record real quick. The uh, currently 65 and 92 Marlins, you're saying they're not fun to watch? Oh, my God. Probably not. Dude, like, I've never, like, okay, five days ago, Chucky was straight up quoted being like, oh, it's kind of nice playing in an area where there's more than one professional sports team. Like, bro, stop hurting me. (laughs) Like, damn. Like, okay, I see how it is. Is that really a good thing, though? Like, the reason that the fans are so good here in Calgary is because literally all the city of Calgary has for, like, professional sports is the Flames and the Stampeders. I guess the CFL is a professional sport. But, like, that's why people are so diehard about hockey up here is you got one professional team up here that you are going to – all lengths to support and endorse and down in Miami, like what you got NBA down there, you got hockey, you got, you got everything down there, soccer, you got football, like it's everything. Mm-hmm. It's not going to bring in the fans. It's not going to have the same atmosphere around it. I sat there and I was like, I hope you never get recognized ever. <laughs> like, I hope not one person comes up to you in the entirety of your eight years. Uh, it's, this is the worst breakup I've ever been through. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's brutal. Daryl Sutter is already in midseason form. Just what a roast. And with, like, absolutely no emotion showed. First of all, what a weird question to compare Kachuk to Toffoli. They're two completely yeah. different players. Second of all... The way he ends, oh yeah, one of them's uh, won cups and has been instrumental to winning. <laughs> and then just uh, ended it there. I was like, Daryl, oh my god, <laughs> Daryl does not hold back at all. 
I was like, she and like Kachuk's not even being slotted next to Barkov right now down there. No, like, they're straight up using him as a Hoobie replacement, which won't work. That will not work. Yeah, he's a piece that, like, when you put him next to good players, he'll make your good players so much better. But if you try to like have him facilitate a line himself, he's gonna struggle with it, right? Like, he doesn't have that type of game. He plays a different style. It's a completely different style. Um, so to me, it was kind of surprising seeing them immediately slot him next to Bennett and Duclair because I'm just like, hey, you realize he's not a Huberto replacement, right? Like you guys did your scouting before you did made the trade, right? Right? Um, <laughs> shout out to Bill Zito. None of this would be possible without you. Love you, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank um, you, Bill. Wish I could shake your hand. Is there a world where Milano and Ekin both get signed? Because with the way Ruzicka's shown, I don't think Ruzicka's I don't think so. season with the Flames. No. I, I I don't I don't think so. I don't think there's a world where both of them are signed. There's definitely a world where one of them is signed. I think that's where the competition is right now. It's kind of a battle for a roster spot between a couple of those PTOs, right? Um, how about Michael Stone? How about we talk about Michael Stone for a little bit to end this off? Because that guy is a legend around Calgary. He, I don't understand why he's not more public on social media. Because I shit you not, there will not be a single hate comment in this guy's feed. No. He could make it as public as possible. How can you hate the guy? I there's, there's no possible. I don't care if you're an Oilers fan, like a Canucks fan. There's no possible way that you can hate Michael Stone. He's just like a certified beauty in everything he does. <laughs> just an absolute <laughs> legend, dude. Like <laughs> it's, just, it's just like I. Why did we not give him like a multi-year extension like last year? You're I telling know. me he wouldn't have signed like a four-year deal at seven fifty per. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Four years, league minimum. Like, he would love that shit. He would eat that up. <laughs> Seriously, though. Like, what, what's what's the point of waiting out for him to give him his fifth contract? Like, just get it done. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, both goals that he scored, they've been beautiful, right? Like, the overtime oh. winner off a beautiful pass. Um, That was Matthew Phillips, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah, was Matthew Phillips, Phillips finding Stone, uh, burying that one in Vancouver. That and then the goal crazy. against the Oilers. An absolute piss missile. I didn't even see it. Dude, I didn't even it did like I didn't see the puck go in. Play just stopped, and I'm like, what? And then <laughs> like, they're like the goal like horn goes off. And I'm like, he scored? Like just an howitzer. Skinner didn't even see it. He just kind of almost fell over. Like, yeah, man. I honestly like. What a story, too, for him to come back after everything he's been through to be the, a guy that was that is a utility guy to being a top-notch guy who can fill in in that sixth spot really seamlessly. He's going to make that sixth spot competitive. I, I guarantee it. And, like, obviously we haven't brought up Shillington, but Shillington's on a personal leave. Uh, yes. Got to give him his privacy. Media is not answering any questions about it or any sort of thing. So I hope mm-hmm. he's all right and that he 
I guess, takes the time he needs. And then whenever he's ready to come back, he'll come back and clear, make our decor just that much better. But, Absolutely. But to start off opening night, this is a door off stone, baby. Let's go. What a pairing. Like, come on, man. Let's go. I, I just, and like, he had a great playoffs last year too, right? Like when Tanev went down with an injury, Dude. Um, a guy that really didn't get much playing time throughout the year. Um, he stepped in and he filled that role beautifully. Like, there, it, sure, there was a couple like little mistakes here and there, but overall, he played a very, very well, like very, very well in the playoffs last year for us. Hundred percent. Michael Stone's Hitman mural is in the dome. Why don't they just give him a banner at this point? Like, like the, the forever of flame shit already doesn't mean anything. Just put 26 up there. Who let's cares? retire 26 after this year. He's still going to wear the number, but we're retiring it. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's like, we're just throwing it up in the rafters just for all of Calgary to see. I love him, dude. If there's ever a world where we could talk to him on this, on this, on the channel, I'd actually like, Oh, it would be amazing. I would love to chat love with him. That. Like, yeah, that, that would be one of the best interviews for sure. Oh, 100%. Dude, yeah. like just, oh, uh, and I guess last, now that we're on the topic of defense, Connor Mackey's making the case for himself. Mm -hmm. um, I would not be shocked to see him get called up throughout the year. Adam Klapka, that's another guy that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's been good. You Even Mackey. We're just going to have to deal with it the same way we dealt with yeah. it last year. Yep. That's exactly what it looks like. It's so, like, it's sad, dude. One guy that I um, didn't hate, I thought, like, obviously wasn't a standout or anything. It's that game uh, in the Dome against Edmonton. Uh, Ilya Slovyov, I think it is. Yeah. I thought he was pretty good in Calgary uh, against Edmonton. He obviously didn't stand out, do anything crazy, but he was pretty solid. He was pretty solid. And I think Jeremy Poirier also made a case for himself. The guy had zero panic in him. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Soloviov. Like, this guy's 22. He was a seventh rounder in 2020. Mm -hmm. Like, this guy's life has just been absolutely nuts because he got married at the age of 20 and then signed his ELC. And I'm sitting here at 20, like almost 22, looking for eye contact. Like, all right, <laughs> you got your life figured out, clearly, like all of that. And I'm sitting here talking about you on a YouTube channel. Yeah. So congrats. Yeah, because, yeah, no, that was a good showing. I, I really love our decor, dude. Like, I, I do too. It's is like gorgeous, both at the NHL and AHL level. It, it is very, very good. And, that is something that is so calming before the start of a season, right? Like, obviously, you never wish injuries upon anyone, but like, if if an injury bug like strikes this decor, there is a lot of guys that we have that can step up and fill roles for this team, which, once again, is one of the nicest things that you can see to start a season. And like Dustin Wolf, what a beauty, man. Yeah, he's going to be good, man. I can't wait to see him in the AHL again this year. The numbers he put up in the A last year were unbelievable in his rookie year. Um, and I, I think he's just going to build off of it this year, really. I think he's going to just get better. This might be a hot take, but do you think Cody Eakin could sign a deal and then have no problem playing in the A? Like, he's the type of guy that you, like, use as a utility guy. 
no, there is a world where I could see that happening. Um, but it all depends on what Cody wants too, right? If he thinks he can still challenge for an NHL spot elsewhere, I'm sure that's the direction that he would go, seeing mm-hmm. as how he has been an NHL mainstay for quite a few years now. But you never know. Like He could like it here in Calgary. He could like the team, could like the guys, even if it is the A. Just wait and see, I guess. There's still a lot of, a lot of questions up in the air. Exactly. A little, a little too many questions. A little too many. I liking, um, especially just figuring out who's going to round out top six. Like, who are you going to place where, and what that's going to look like. That's pretty much like the main thing I'm stressed about right now because our D looks like a well-oiled machine. It does. It does. And still time, Roger. Don't worry. Still time. Still time. <laughs> um, we'll get it figured out. Yeah. I mean, Kirk Muller's clearly got the power play figured out, and that was with oh, Ross. So, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. my first question is, what did Kirk do over the summer? Hope he's doing well. My second question is that photo that was released during that practice where Hubie, Nas, and Raz were sitting brainstorming. Did they just look at Kirk and they were like, "I'm we're the captains now, like we'll just coach ourselves? Yeah, yeah. Or- Kirk, you don't need to drop a play. We'll draw it up, <laughs> is what they said. <laughs> so he just kind of looked at him and goes, I broke the record for most assists by a left winger last year. Don't worry, B, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> you can put a guy anywhere on the ice, I'll find him. Yeah, dude. And let's just end this off real quick with – um. Daryl Sutter being named the second most handsome NHL coach. Absolutely. And I I think he should be number one in my personal opinion. But I mean Jay Woodcroft is came in at number one. And like nothing is Jay, but like I don't I don't see it. I don't see it either. Daryl is much more handsome. I don't see it. And like Peter Laviolette got ranked ugliest out of all 32. And I'm like, what did Peter do? Like, who, who, like, what? Like, what, what do you do? Peter just got the short end of the stick, man. Yeah, man. Just, uh, brutal. Hey, Jay Woodcroft scored a scorching 9.18 out of 10. The only perfect score. Ah, just the Edmonton. Yep. Edmonton just loves to be on top of everything. Like, is no one going to tell them that he's just the adult version of Russell from Up or. Or do I have to say it? Like, I, I'm sorry, but I can't unsee it. As much oh, as, like, I'm uh, I'm sorry. I just, I can't unsee it. Like, it's just too perfect. I'm so ready for the season to start. I'm actually yeah, going I'm- to the game on Monday and the game on Friday. So- I was supposed to go to the game on Monday, but forgot that I have class until six. So, hmm. not going to make it. All my buddies are going, which they'll have a blast, I'm sure. But... <laughs> I will be at home watching it. And I'm, yeah, I'm excited for another week of preseason hockey and then get right into the swing of things. Top three fittest flames. Number one, Dylan Dubé. Number two, Trevor Lewis. Number three, Michael Backlund. Trevor Lewis is a surprise. Trevor Lewis is a tank. Yeah, he is. (laughs) Obviously, if you've listened to us before, you've heard about us gush over Trevor and his like meat and potatoes style. So this comes as kind of of a surprise, but also in a way, no surprise. And yeah, go Flames go. I think that's pretty much it. We'll get into some more preseason talk next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you guys like what you heard or I guess tolerated watching us for a bit. 
feel free to click the subscribe button. It's that big red button that says subscribe. It would really help out. Um, and the like button. Comment down below your predictions for the lineup, I guess, for opening night, who you yeah. think slot where. I feel like that might be a fun little engagement. No, thing. yeah, for sure. Definitely, yeah, leave that in the comments. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, go Flames, go, man. Hell yeah. Another, another season. Let's go. Let's go.